Hey everyone, welcome to the Green Scene Podcast. I'm Jeremy Safran. TGSP is the top global cannabis podcast. Everyone has questions and we'll cover the stories that matter and showcase the guests who make a difference. This week on TGSP, we are less than a month from Canada's cannabis legalization date. Now, the date is coming up quick, but there is lots of work to be done on Canada's Bill C-45, which passed back in June. Orders of the day, government orders, government bills, commons, consideration at second reading of Bill C-45, the Cannabis Act. Not all forms of cannabis are becoming legal on October 17th. Things like edibles and concentrates won't be available in the legal market just yet. NDP health critic Don Davis says that that's pretty ironic. Another big irony is that a gaping hole in this legislation is that it keeps illegal edibles, concentrates, and non-smokable products. And the answer you get from the government as to why, they need more time. They're leaving that for another day into the future. And that's going to continue. The black market right. in edible products is going to subject our youth to getting their products in an unregulated fashion. So I think the government's sucking and blowing at the same time, purely to meet an arbitrary political deadline that the Prime Minister has staked his reputation on. We talked to Josh Campbell, CEO of a well-known vaporizer company called Dosis that is thriving in California and hopes to thrive up north in Canada as well. With, with the passage of Bill C-45, we're excited for, for October 17th, but really, I mean, there's still a long way to go. Um, mm -hmm. As you know, it's incredibly limited. It's really flour and low-dose tinctures and some capsules that are coming to market. So, um, you know, we've been, we've been working now for the better part of a year. I think we're one of the first companies who actually sells cannabis to testify before um, And if we look, you know, if we look forward, um, we'll continue to, to be very active participants. In, in advocating for uh, concentrates, vaporizers, dose control solutions um, in, in each and every province, as well as at the federal government level. So with the Canadian government saying that they're on the right direction of regulating edibles and concentrates, it'll be about a year before that actually happens. One of the number one players in that space in the U.S. is Dosis. Josh Campbell says it's an exciting time for their expansion plans. Well, so when you look at the, the U.S. market, it's always interesting being a Canadian down here because everything is 10 times bigger in the U.S. Um, you look at California, I think it's the world's fifth largest economy. It's the world's largest, most competitive cannabis space. Um, you know, so, so where we rank right there, I mean, you can slice and dice in different ways. We're typically the number one brand in the top tier one accounts. Um, we're, we're very well known. In fact, when I travel around the U.S. and Canada and people that are familiar with the cannabis space, Everyone knows us, um, so it's really an exciting time to be, uh, you know, to, to be where we're at as a brand. Josh first introduced the brand Dosis to cannabis insiders in Canada by holding educational dinners and discussions around health and wellness, and that is what it means in the Canadian market for the company. That's also where I first met Josh. Yeah, it's been interesting. So, so the way we, we come to market, as you've experienced, is really to, to be a catalyst for conversation, right? So um, you most often won't see us at a cannabis forward event, but you'll see us, um, you know, at dinner discussions around uh, around health and wellness, right? It's at, it's at workout events. We'll see us at runs and yoga classes. Um, we've got a relationship with haiku brands. You'll see us participating in a number of their events, um, primarily in Toronto, and then and then coming out um, to the rest of Canada as they as they begin to roll up their retail platform. You know, and, and we've been shocked. That I, I joke with many here in Los Angeles that when I when I'm back home in Toronto, 
uh, more people know about Dosis than in, than in Santa Monica. Yeah. So the brand is the brand is resonated. Um, I think that there's there's something unique about it that that people really gravitate towards. Um, the fact that people can't get it certainly creates <laughs> um, some mistaken allure about it as well. It's that health and wellness angle that is the differentiator here. The market is changing rapidly, and cannabis can be different from joint to joint or bud to bud. Consumers are turning to products that are representing health benefits, or at least things like relaxing or bliss. So in, in our research prior to launch, you know, the, the, the mainstream media would have you believe that people are purchasing cannabis for intoxication. Well, that's kind of like saying people buy alcohol to get drunk, and we all know that's, that's not the case. There's a very, 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 very small minority of people that do consume for that reason. That's not the major reason. So if you look at why people actually use cannabis, it's to help sleep. It's to provide pain relief. It's to calm anxiety, right? It's to increase um, uh, libido and, and uh, enhance uh, your sex life, mm-hmm. right? So, so if we really look at these, say, well, why don't we build a product that actually meets the needs rather than having someone who's never consumed cannabis before trying to guess at what's the right strain, what do you buy it, how do you consume it, right? So is it really about making simplifying the process? which is incredibly difficult to do, right? But, but in that simplicity, um, you know, ultimately comes the efficacy of the results that our consumers are demanding. But what we strive to do is really empower people to manage their own health. Um, so we certainly don't make any health claims uh, nor aspire to, but we want to say, listen, um, if you want to take control of managing your anxiety, we'd like to provide you the tool to do so on your own terms rather than having to rely on traditional pharmaceuticals. That's really the message we're going forward, and that's the same message we take really to every market we operate in. Decrease stress. Not available in Canada. Visit our website to find out why it should be. Dose's splashy ad campaign can be seen across Canada. Even my local bus shelter has an ad on it saying, not available in Canada. And that takes you to their website, where the campaign is designed for the public to put pressure on the government to expedite the process of legalizing concentrates in Canada, a process that Josh and Dosis have been involved in for quite some time. What came forward in those regs was really what was proposed initially, so not a lot of changes happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this is where you lay it on the political agenda versus the um, the actual regulated agenda, which is, uh, you know, the Liberals need to make sure this gets passed um, to get into effect. And, and our hope now is now that we've got these, these from dates, um, you know, Health Canada, um, Senate and House will, will move quickly forward um, to, to continue to look at the other form factors. Well, for this is really an advocacy campaign. So, so um, with our not available in Canada uh, messaging, it's really part of the education. So, most Canadians we speak to um, aren't aware that vaporizers aren't actually legal in Canada, and aren't aware that concentrates aren't legal in Canada. So, if you're in Vancouver, you've got a number of great dispensaries you can walk into um, with no security guards, no bars or windows, and purchase vape pens, concentrates, flour. Um, all that are technically not legal today. So what we're we're trying to do is saying, hey, these rules are coming to place. Let's make sure we actually provide the framework um, to provide Canadians with the best solutions possible in the market today so that they're not turning to the black market. It's that dosage that makes them different. 
And as we see in mature markets, it's becoming one of the most crucial selling points when it comes to purchasing cannabis products. That and the innovation behind the technology that they created to deliver a 2.5 milligram dose every time. I'll talk a little bit about our, the, the, the experience of self-dosis. Um, the, the closest analogy I can give is really looking at Apple, right? So you've got great hardware and great software. Each on their own are wonderful, but together they, they work beautifully well. So I'll talk a little bit about the software part, which is our oils. So um, we're really the leader in, in getting um, pesticide-free oils. We, we test it four times. Uh, swell above any standards. In fact, I think they're the only company we've heard of that's actually advocated to Health Canada to raise their testing standards, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and when, we, when we create our formulas, we use CO2 extraction, we pull out the CBD, THC, and uh, the terpenes. We then uh, isolate those and then reformulate them back together, of course, for different formulations for each of our need states. So that our consumers can have the same experience, whether you're in San Francisco, Los Angeles, you know, eventually Toronto and Vancouver as well. Hmm. And then we move over to the hardware side. Um, you know, and, and with the hardware itself, um, custom-made lithium-ion battery, um, microprocessor, airflow control, um, medical-grade reservoir tank, and plastic itself. So it's 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 certainly completely different than every other, um, you know, product on the market today. Um, and that allows us not only to have a safe experience for our consumers, a consistent one of high quality, it also allows us the functionality to provide dose controls. The only vaporize that actually provides dose control. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we believe in dose so much, we changed our name to Doses from, from Humboldt um, back about six months ago now uh, mm-hmm. at the end of 2017. You know, for us, it, it, it's critically important to have that uh, system in place. So every other type of product, let's call it, um, whether it's uh, a, a t- one pill of Tylenol, right? If you look at alcohol, it's a glass of wine, a bottle of beer, right? These are all dose control standards. In in cannabis today, we don't really have a great solution for that, um, which is why we created the dose control pen with the formulas. Again, making the process as simple uh, as possible and as efficacious as possible. You know, the consumer inhales, so it's a long, steady breath. Uh, they're given a 2.25 milligram uh, dose. And because we have a microprocessor in there, we actually warm the oil um, over a, a temperature arc of about three seconds. So you actually get uh, all the terpenes vaporized there. So you're getting mm-hmm. um, 2.25 milligrams, but you're getting exactly the right amount of dose into your system on that. Then once you've got your 2.25 milligram dose, the pen vibrates and shuts off. There are countless branded vaporizers with cannabis oil selling in Canada's black market right now. Some have shut down in anticipation for new regulations that include concentrates. Others, like doses, never entered the black market, but instead built their brands and companies around the regulation so that they can start up when legal. Josh told me that wasn't even a question for this company. When we look at, uh, for us, it actually was not a difficult decision to, to choose not to go into the gray space. I mean, there's over half a million vaporizers per year that are sold in Canada. Um, most are, are all based on an e-cigarette platform. You know, so for us, you know, to be able to, to sit in front of Senate, um, to meet with health, you know, to meet with the Department of Justice, and, and be advocates for empowering and managing health, it, it's just not something we'd ever do to play in the gray space. 
um, myself and the rest of our leadership team, many of us come from um, kind of Fortune 500 size companies in the past. So for, for where we want to take doses of the brand, um, you know, the community we want to build, uh, it just wouldn't fit with our values to, to make a decision to go to gray space. A big thanks to Matt and Doses for the interview. I'm excited to see that technology up here in Canada. When I visit MedMen down in the U.S. and California and Los Angeles, Doses was front and center in their stores, and their recycle program definitely made them unique, too, giving those recycle discounts on their next purchase when they recycled the product. Here's what else you need to know this week. Politico came out with a story that made a lot of people who are involved in the space, either working for a company or invested in a cannabis company, pretty weary about crossing the U.S. border. Ironically, I was in the U.S. when the news came out, and it's safe to say that there were no problems, albeit I am a journalist. I personally think that this story is more smoke than fire, but here is what Minister Bill Blair, who led the cannabis file in Canada, said about those rumors. And the hundreds and literally thousands of people who've worked in that industry have not experienced difficulty at the border. I'd also point out that there are close to four and a half million Canadians who identified that, that they've used marijuana and yet literally hundreds of thousands of people cross that border without uh, incident or impediment each and every day. And so, you know, I think as long as people are smart about the way they approach the border, recognizing that the United States, as every sovereign country has, the ability to determine who can or come in. And, and if one presents oneself, you know, reasonably and if, if, frankly, if you show up at the border looking like Cheech and Chong, you're going into secondary. But, but I think for the overwhelming majority of Canadians, they won't experience a significant change in the way in which the border operates. How do you define, though, what Cheech and Chong looks like realistically? I mean, I know it's sort of a funny thing to say, but I think there are a lot of people who are apprehensive, who are either recreational users or who invest or who uh, work for a cannabis company, for example. I mean, is your advice, is the, is the formal advice of the government of Canada sincerely to not look like Cheech and Chong? No, it's, no, quite frankly, I, 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 you know, I think if, you, if one comes to the border looking like that one has recently used uh, marijuana or there's a strong smell of it in the car, one can expect that that'll draw the attention of the border security agencies. But I would simply point out the experience that we've had in the last five years in this country where we've, we've had a very large and, and active uh, medical marijuana legalized regime where we have literally thousands of Canadians working in that industry and have been for the last five years in a strictly regulated environment and they have not experienced significant impediments at the border and as well we know that because they self-report close to four and a half million Canadians advise that they have used marijuana and, and yet literally hundreds of thousands cross that border each and every day and with, without incident or impediment and so you know I think based on that experience I understand the apprehension but I, have, I also have every expectation the, the border agents on both sides of our border have a responsibility to keep our respective countries safe and to uphold our laws. And, and I don't anticipate a significant challenge. We will continue to work closely with our counterparts in the United States to make sure that they understand the, the, the concerns, uh, the legitimate concerns of Canadians. Uh, but at the same time, I, I remain confident that, that the system will continue to function as it has in the past. Thanks for listening this week to TGSP. We will have more for you next week. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us on TGSP this week. We hope you like the show. Don't forget to go to our website, www.thegreenscenepodcast.com, subscribe to us, and rate our podcast. We'll catch you next week.